if you're watching the video format of this podcast, even if you can just tell an audio feature, you can tell that one of us is significantly cooler in person. And that's because I'm wearing Elite Sports gear, baby. Look at this. This is so soft. It's a no, part of our Jacob original is, collection. Jacob is rocking the crew neck, squaring around sweatshirt. It looks great. Jacob, I talked to you beforehand. I am slacking. I need to jump on top of this. That sweatshirt looks incredible. It looks great on you. It's sick. Yeah. And if you're buying something for them, they a pro tip, they always they told me to buy a size bigger than you would normally get, you know, just to prevent shrinkage and some other stuff. Size bigger. Yeah, you know, get a size bigger. And you know what you also should do? You know what you also do? Use code squaring. Yeah, use code square at checkout. That's elitesports.com forward slash square. Use code square at checkout. And if you're curious about their other stuff, right? Like this is just their crew neck, but imagine this with any other stuff that they got with all their other elites too. You know, it's the same deal. So same products, just different stuff on them. Elitesports.com, use code square at checkout. Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. I'm Jacob Rodriguez. That is my faithful, faithful, faithful I don't want to say sidekick because you're not a sidekick. You're like the Damn, main character. if you would have said sidekick, this is the last show we would have ever done. The last show. That would have been, oh, it's done. You're, you're basically my life partner at this point, Zim. Hanging out with Tepper, doing the, you know, college deal. And you'd, you'd talk and he'd be like, oh, yeah, the host of Squaring Around. And I'm like, not co-host? What the, f- what is this, Andy Richter? What's the deal? <laughs> you know what I mean? It did say no. co-host on my graphic, though. Uh, yeah, but, you know, who's looking at the graphics? People are, people are listed. I'll Tepper? tell you I'll tell you who's not listening to, to or looking at fucking graphics. Anybody who graduated from Texas State this past fucking weekend. We were on the phone together for what felt like six and a half hours because that fucking game took forever. What's up with that? Why do blowouts take forever? This this over. We're not going to catch up. It's, it's the like same a, way that like torture a 50 point takes game. forever. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're in, it was essentially we were like getting like fucking our, you know, fingers torn out. We had the, you know, dark sight. We had the car battery strapped to our nipples. It was awful. You know, it was only like a four-hour game. It felt like six hours. It's terrible. It fucking miserable. And at some point, you and I are going to get together and we'll do a Manning cast of it. And we'll have like a fun little uh, offshoot, basically, that you guys can watch instead of maybe the the horrible announcers that the Sun Belt puts together. Um, and then you can just listen to the comedic stylings of me and Zimmel. So look, for that. look forward for that in the future. Honestly, no, and like, I look, we're not going to be able to have the ESPN Plus broadcast, but with the way some of these broadcast crews have been working here, you're not missing much. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. let's be dead ass. I guess that's why. Remember when I was like, this broadcaster is shit or something? We were playing, I don't know who it was. It might have been somebody early from the Sun. What's the home game, Brant? We love you, buddy. Yeah, I love you, Brant Freeman. Uh, I, I want to say it was Southern Miss, and I was like, these guys are fucking terrible, or maybe it was Louisiana. And then they added me. They were like, there's a way you can sync up the game and get Brant calling this or whoever. Clint, yeah, Clint or, Shields. Know? Another and guy. I, another friend of the pod. Yeah, another friend Clint of the Brant. podcast, Clint Shields. I like Clint. But I was like, oh, that takes too much work. Like, what What normal person wants to sync up that you do? And it's just not, it's too much work for me. I love you guys, but I will never do that. <laughs> I, I've done it before. I've done it before, Clint. 
Um, I've synced it up before. When Brant used to call the games, I would do it a lot. I would sync, try to sync it up with the ESPN. Uh, and then we got ESPN Plus full time. So that I did ask just great. tune in to Brant most of the time, like uh, when he's doing the radio calls for baseball. Mm-hmm. Like there was no way to watch the Stanford game, the biggest fucking baseball game Texas State's ever played in, but it was only on the radio. So I just felt like some grandpa on my phonograph listening into Brant Freeman. Hey, buddy, don't uh, 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 the <laughs> on the radio. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Get, get a little close to home there, TV boy. All right. Let's uh let's talk about the issue at hand. I feel like we've been dancing around this shit, right? Texas State got the shit kicked out of them last week. 77 to fucking 31. Okay, I lied. It wasn't a 50-point game. It was a 40-point game. So here's my thing. Was that the worst Texas State loss ever? Yes. I agree. Why do you say that? Uh I think we've owned Arkansas State in the past, haven't we? Let me let me look that up. That's not why. Here, while you look up the stats, I'll tell you why that was the worst loss in FBS history for us. Because we had expectations. That's true. Because there was expectations attached to it. If this was a Texas State team in the last year of Withers or the first year of Spavadol, and we lost by 40 to Arkansas State, people would be disappointed. People wouldn't be happy. But the facts is the fact that this is a game that we should have won. We came in as a favorite, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, to get the absolute doors blown off of us. Now, I will say this. 21 of those points are fluke plays. A fumble six, two pick sixes, a kick return. Like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, those are bad plays for sure, but those are not indicative of how Texas State's played. So if you take those 28 points off the board, maybe it's a different ball game. But it shouldn't have ever been that close. Texas State gave this one away, and then in the second half, just rolled over. Okay, so you want to know another ugly, ugly stat? Is that Jake yeah, Spavadol? Jake Spavadol was undefeated against Arkansas State in his time in maroon and gold. Ah, take that, you freaking Bobcats! That hurts. <laughs> I'll be honest. And I think Arkansas State flexed on us hard because of the whole Kelly dynamic, right? And then everyone's like, who's Texas State's rival anyway? Let's just shit on them. They're having a good year. Fuck them up. And then they have like this like really badass fountain in one of their end zones. That's a fucking nod to Texas State having a fucking river. Don't let don't think I didn't see that. Nah, dog. That's a stretch. The Kelly thing, that's a stretch. I'll, I'll go, I'll go on a limb and say that uh the the facts is this, is that like G.J. Kenny, we'll get to this in a moment, he's getting this national attention. This was a game that wasn't nationally broadcast, thank God, but it, he was getting national attention. And the college football media landscape, who did not watch the game, watched the, the box score, they watched the scoreboard, and they saw that Texas State was down a half, down by big in the third quarter, and at the end of the game, a G.J. Kenny hype train that has been rolling these past couple weeks, all of a sudden, Goes off the rails. Freaking Polar Express, bro. I had conversations not only with UTSA fans and Baylor fans. I had conversations with Cougar fans. I had conversations with Mississippi State fans, Auburn fans. There was a lot of conversation for for teams that do not like watch Texas State games on the regular, asking me, "What the hell happened? Yeah, What's going dude. on?" And um, like, yeah, it's just I think the trail or the train went off the tracks early. Uh, the turnovers were awful. You know, it's just one of those things where I think if we play Arkansas State 100 times, we win like 85 of them. 
but that just was the one time we get our asses handed to us kicked. And, and one of the benefits of us not being, I don't want to say traditional like journalists because we're doing this podcast, but like we're not, you know, we're not day to day boots on the ground, guys. Literally. I mean, we're doing this fucking podcast from separate cities right now via yeah, the internet. Thousands of miles away. Thousands uh, of miles away, powered by fucking spectrum internet at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're not boots on the ground, we're not getting our asses kicked in press well, conferences. I had that I had that opportunity to go to the press conference and I asked you, I was like, should I even fucking log in? Like it's not even what what am I gonna ask a question to that they're gonna be able to solve? Like nothing. Like so I didn't I didn't join the press conference the past two weeks against Coastal and against this one. Because you're you're gonna hear the same thing. Like GJ Kenny gets on the podium and he says, like, hey, this is all my fault. Which look, if you want to be an optimist and say, oh, that's good coaching, it is. You know what I mean? It's a lot better coaching than if you go up there and say we need an offensive line mm-hmm. or, you know, our defense stinks like Coach Prime. You know what I mean? Like this is – it shows real leadership. It shows that for a younger coach, he has an understanding of the locker room. He has an understanding of the coaching staff. He's going to know that when the team wins, the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, the AD, they all get the credit. And when the team loses, he gets the blame. That's just how college football works. So that is a good sign. That's a good thing to show leadership. DJ Kinney's also us. a pretty big political figure, you know? So he's, he's, yeah, walking for sure. that, he's walking that, towing that line, you know, fine line. Of being, too. I'm yeah, a yeah. statesman. I got to take this on the chin. We've got six wins. We're going to totally. maybe get another one against South Alabama. But you know what? I think we have not shit on this team enough. So you want to, let's put this a rap beat tough. on this. Let's get some hits on here. Here's the, here's the tough part. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, because this is this is one of those things where, like, you, you just sound bad saying that. Right. Like, that's not something any fan wants to hear. Like two guys on the podcast say, you know, what we haven't done. We haven't shit on these dudes enough. Like, not nah, like I get it. I'm upset, too. We're both upset. We jo- joked about putting the ether track right here and like going bar for bar. But is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like, is it worth it? We, Let me we, work. Tweet, we tweeted our, our sorrows out. I do want to talk about our tweet of the week that was had to be deleted, the tweet and delete, which I never do. But for the first time in our lives, um, well, I'll speak for myself. First time in my life, I'm a I always accredited source, accredited source here. And I had people quoting the tweet where I joked. I mean, I took the Jeff Taylor show from a week ago. Did, did you interview with Texas A&M? You know, we had 18 seniors play tonight. And it's a shame, really. That that's what everybody talked about. Any second. Someone's talking about Jeff Trailer and not Frank Harris is a travesty towards those 18 seniors. We have 18 seniors. How dare you ask me if I'm interviewing for jobs? There's 18 seniors on this roster. That's a disservice to them. I took that jokey joke and I made a fun of GJ Kenny losing my 40, giving up like 40 points, right? 20 and being like, hey, you know, it's a jokey joke. People took it seriously. They took it a little bit too far. It's a good tweet. It's a solid joke, but. Yeah. You had a, yeah, a, I had a to delete ton it. of retweets and likes on it. So it was kind of sad to see that engagement go away. But, you know, you did the internet a service. And for all intents and purposes, that Jeff Trailer thing might have been the funniest thing I've seen all weekend, honestly. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, if GJ Kenny came out and said that same thing and was like, we have X amount of seniors and transfers on the roster, how dare you ask me about We would be clowning his ass, too. So, you know. Yeah. This week at the the press conference, DJ Kenny again spoke very statesmanlike. He was talking about the loss, talking about going forward, talking about South Al's, talking about how much respect he has for that program over there. 
Yeah, I think I'll start with how well they are coached. Um, Coach Womack does an unbelievable job, has a great staff, um, knows some of those guys and, and what they're about. And, um, you know, they have great players, um, great area to recruit. Um, you know, I've never been there. I heard they have great facilities, which is, which is you know, you know, awesome when talking about recruiting and all that kind of good stuff. And, and um, you know, they just do a really good job. They, they run a really good program. Uh, I would say very similar to us, you know, talking about beating Baylor, beating Oklahoma State, and then just maybe some inconsistencies throughout the year. Um, but I think they have a really good team, really well coached. Um, anytime you got a quarterback of their caliber, you got opportunity. Um, I think it starts with their defense. Um, really good on defense, really sound, um, give you multiple looks um, and and make you they, they want to take away what you're good at. And they, you can tell they do a really good job at that. So it's going to be a, a great game and a great matchup. And um, I think they're just really explosive on offense. Um, got great running backs, obviously talked about the quarterback. And then they got some receivers um, that can really take the top off. And they do a good job of getting those guys the ball in space. And just a you know very well-run organization over there. Uh, they're a great team, you know? They're a letdown. They're, they're a, letdown a letdown this year. All right. So can we I get mean, a seventh win? Can I mean, we get a seventh I, win? Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I said we might go three and oh. So after losing to Coastal on the road, looking like dog shit. Ethan Vasco, best quarterback in the Sun Belt. And then going to uh, Arkansas State and looking like dog shit. Lane Hatcher was right, question mark. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about our last home game. And here's the other part. So this is the senior night. So this is the game that you want the most fans to. It's cool to have fans in Nevada. It's cool to have fans against Jackson State. This is the one that you want to be a crescendo. You want this to be the game that the fans are super pumped for. They all come out. They give the seniors one last hurrah, right? Would you, if you were a student after the two weeks prior, a student, Jacob Jacob Rodriguez, student, would you go to this game? Yes, but I go to all the games. Now nah, yeah. you're, you're full of shit. You would not go to this game as an average person. You're not going to this game. <coughs> At least you it's a six o'clock. It's a six o'clock kick, though, so that's good. They have to make a concerted effort, otherwise that stadium is going to be bone dry. Yeah, I don't expect high attendance. Like twenty seven thousand we had against Jackson State ain't gonna happen. Uh, seventeen twenty seventeen that we had against, or was it Southern or no, not Southern? Yeah, whoever we played for before homecoming. Are you in seventeen? Seventeen vibes? Yeah. Nah, I don't think you get seventeen. I think you get maybe maybe fifteen. Um, and that's like part of the deal is like, okay, yeah, it's after Thanksgiving. And this is not a shot at Texas State or in any way. But I'm just saying the last two weeks, the performances they've put up do not indicate a program that I would want to go see in person. I'm not rushing home from Thanksgiving to go watch Texas State play. Mm-hmm. So that's another we thing. Haven't, have... We haven't showed up. Another thing I play right now because Texas State is not a commuter school, right? So people live in San Marcos and then. When these holidays come up, you're like, I'm a peace out. I'm going to go to the Valley, you know? So oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe Dude's I wouldn't have gone to this game in general. Mm-hmm. Dudes go to the Valley, go to Dallas, go to Houston. The the only So this is the only anecdotal evidence I have for college students going back. My little brother, college student at A&M, he is going back on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's a big there's a big cultural revamp happening in College Station right now. You know, do you feel it? Do you feel that energy? Jimbo's dead, Zimmel. That's what's going on right now. 
the king is dead. Nah, well, I get that, but I'm just saying that like a co- the college student that I have in my life is like, yeah. I'm going to spend as much time at home eating turkey and leftovers as I can. So maybe other sure. students are different, and maybe Texas Day does a really good thing. And the next, we're recording this on Wednesday night, so I have a fe- sneaking suspicion if you're going to change any minds and hearts, it kind of already had to happen, right? You kind of oh, already tell had you, to put those seeds in. I'll tell you one person who is going to be there. Uh, co-host of the Aggie War podcast, Jay Arnold from the Fly Jay Away tour. He's coming to Bobcat Land, so it'll be cool to see him in person. I've never met him in person. I've been producing. Does he his- not want to be with his family? Yeah. Why is he coming to San Marcos? Hey, you know, sometimes it's like the Chris Kyle thing. I think I just need a minute. You're home. What What are you doing? I guess I just needed a minute. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I think he just was like, I need to check off another Bob or another stadium. So this is the week I'll go. They're home. All right, let's knock that one out. I look. Maybe he'll bring us luck. Unlike Craven, that one time. Yeah, I don't like Craven, who only brings bad luck. His UTSA vibes. Our danger of fucking death, basically. You're doing the right thing if everybody dislikes you and you cover your college team. If every <laughs> fan base is like, if every fan base is like, that guy doesn't like our team, then you're doing a good job because you are very. Except, except UTSA people. They're like, oh, that's our fucking boy. Yeah, because I think even they. I'll tell you this. I saw a UTSA tweet and they said something about Craven. Uh, trying to get rid of uh, trailer that like Craven's the one that's connecting trailer to AM. He definitely which... is. I'll be honest. <laughs> Why do you think I edited that graphic for Aggie Warpod with trailer in the middle? I'm part of the problem too. Uh, you're part of the propaganda. Like, I wanted yeah, the I hell out of San Antonio for a selfish reason. Well, I do we want to talk South Alabama? Because look, End yeah. of the day. Here's do you, the do we, is there anything to discuss about Arkansas State? Do you want to discuss? There's nothing to discuss. Fucking... Yeah, that's no? a burn the tape game. That's no, one of those like, what, are you upset that uh, TJ Finley threw two interceptions and fumbled another one away, had three turnovers on the day? Hell yeah, you're upset. I'm upset yeah. too. Okay. But, uh, he hasn't done that in the past. He's done a pretty good job of ke- keeping control of the ball. I do think that his player of the year campaign Hit a major, major speed bump yeah. uh, the last two weeks. I still, I would still personally have him as the conference quarterback of the year, but there is a chance here with Texas State now limping into a bowl game potentially that that's not going to happen. The Texas State maybe gets a couple guys on the All Conference team. I, I still think TJ Finley's the guy, but mm-hmm. I could see a world where people try to like put another quarterback in instead of him. It's crazy because three weeks ago we were talking about the implications that we could potentially be playing for a conference title in San Marcos, right? That is no longer the case. Uh, Wasn't the case after we lost to Troy, to be honest. After we lost to Troy, that went out the window. But that was after a loss to Louisiana, which, Mm -hmm. again, I say, if you go back and you look at That was a turning point fucking game. If you look back at the games that Texas State has lost, UTSA, all right, early in the season, rivalry game, you kind of forgive that one a little bit. Louisiana is inexcusable, okay? Losing to Troy, conference champion last year, I can kind of get behind it. I kind of understand it. Losing to Coastal, awful. Losing to Arkansas State, loss. you can't – I I can't come out here and tell you that they, we should have beat Arkansas State because the way we played, we shouldn't have. You know, they look, they look like a, the best team in the country compared. We look like we were playing Georgia last week. And this is the this is the frustrating part. Butch Jones is a dog shit coach. He has done nothing for that Arkansas State program. 
Arkansas State fans are terrified of saying it for whatever reason. They don't want to come on live and say, last week, though. Huh? I think in my mind he earned an extension. I don't know if he actually did, but oh god, I hope not. Well, you know what? Honestly, sure. He had an eighteen-year-old bail him out. This is a, this is that the guy is the truth, though. That guy's really fucking good. This is essentially if you're drunk driving, and you get pulled over, and you and your eighteen-year-old kid are like, "Oh fuck, let's switch seats," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, son, good good job driving your dad home." Like gets you off of the warning. That's what's happening with Butch Jones. He Dude, is, is an awful coach, and he's gotten bailed out by an eighteen-year-old. This is mind-boggling. Okay, I'm just looking at the box score right now. Uh, TJ Finley threw for 366 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Jalen Rayner, the true freshman from Arkansas State, completed 14 passes on 17 attempts, 196 yards, zero touchdowns, but he played clean. And that was enough for fucking Arkansas State to 70, what, seven ball us? That's yeah. horrible. Yeah, dude. Most points Texas State has given up in the FBS era. Worst loss, worst loss of my life for Texas oh, yeah, State. Easily, we have like lost, I said, losing. We have lost something else, like pretty in similar fashion. It obviously, wasn't a seventy-point game, but in twenty fifteen, we went over to Jonesboro again, the Curse Stadium, and lost seventeen to fifty-five. The 55, worst loss, 17. The worst loss we've ever handed them was 45-27, and that was in beautiful Bobcat Stadium. We are four and seven against this team all time. The longest losing streak we have uh, is five games. The longest win streak we have is three. And that one was gifted to us by Jake Spavadol. Gifted to us by Butch Jones. Oh, yeah, probably. Butch Jones has been a bad coach. No, look, I want to move on to South Alabama. Wait, wait, wait. There's one more thing to discuss. We there. Uh, Texas State has TJ Finley, obviously, Malik Hornsby, uh, CJ Rogers, and PJ Hatter. PJ Hatter was the stellar quarterback that came out of Houston. And last week, after the game, he tweeted his fucking highlights <laughs> from high school. PJ, don't leave us, buddy. You're the future. If only we no, had no, it. He's, Maybe. I he's out. He's out of here. He's done, so. He, he's out of here. He's done. Oh, uh, that hurt to see. How, how, all right, let's, last thing then. How the hell do you not play another quarterback? Hey, like, yeah. I have been. We the, played two quarterbacks basically the whole fucking season. We didn't try it this time. I have been the biggest TJ Finley supporter. Every week, you and I send each other TJ Finley highlights after games. We look, we look at his social media. We, lo- I love the guy. I think that he's a legit quarterback. Yeah, Lindsey yeah. Scott came on this program and told us that he's a legit quarterback. He's you don't believe Hornsby? We're down by forty points, and we don't think about trying anything. Like, look, I understand. At that point, you're just trying to survive in advance. But God, Lee, guys, can we can we get something? Well, we tried it, to... it was even weirder because of the decision that they made the week before where they took Finley out, right? Obviously, there See, was something. And I think on. Finley was he hurt. might have been a little winged or something. And so they took him out and they let Malik play the last quarter and a half, right? But then, like, why, we're down by fucking 40 points. Is that, I don't know. To me, that's like just hit reset on the Xbox. Let's well, let me ask you, here. which which would you rather have? And we should have asked our guy, uh, Brady McBride, which would you rather have? Would you rather have your starting quarterback sat and put Malik in? Or not, right? Because I, I think we both want that. I think Spavadol would have pulled the plug a lot earlier. We saw him play multiple quarterbacks just juggling them. Hey, Vit in this drive, Brady in this drive, you know, and those guys have the relationship. But Damn. and we the claim is, is they have a relationship between the two of them now. 
but Lane, Lane Hatcher beat this team. Just want to let everybody know that that's a that's a dagger in the heart. Yeah, yeah. Brady posted his stats. Brady he beat had, the shit out of this team too. He had yeah. five. Yeah, he had five TDs against uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas State one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was his first year, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. I South Alabama is an interesting one because we're both bowl eligible. You'd like to go out with a win. A seven-win season for Texas State would be really sweet versus going 6-6 six and six and limping into a bowl game, trying to look for that seventh win in a bowl game. You know, we said we were a 6-6 six and six team. Because of that, like, if we went in the podcast to be right, hey, you know, Jags, get the job done this weekend. I would rather have us be 7-5 and five going into a bowl game. I'd rather be 7-5 and five going into a bowl game. I looked at the, uh, the Frisco Bowl projections right now and it's like san diego state you want to see the aztecs play all right you know that's cool i'll take it you know i think we can beat san diego state so i'd rather all things being equal at this point fuck give me a team that i can beat (laughs) give me a team that go let's go to a bowl game get a win (laughs) you know it's even weirder because the last two weeks we were talking about the potential implications of playing utsa too right that's done. UTSA, yeah, that's UTSA has gone on a hell of a run. They're going to play Tulane this week in the biggest game their program has ever played before, and they're they might win. They, they played for a conference play. championship last year. Yeah, but this is different. You know, they're in the American the first year. They're gonna they're they're challenging for an American title right now. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, dang, PJ Hatter, don't leave, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's my last pitch for Texas State. What the fuck? What's your pitch to GJ to stay? You know, we'll have a couple of really big weeks uh, of recruiting. As soon as the season gets over, those next three weeks up until signing day are, will be huge. And, and um, you know, you're talking about this week on national television, the bowl game will be national television. So a great opportunity for us to go out there and showcase, you know, what we're about. And, and uh, you know, give, that's why I told these, these seniors too um, and, and the guys in this room is, you know, let, let's go out there and, and for these seniors that have, you know, aspirations of playing in the NFL, the more eyes, the better you play in these, in these big moments like this, the better chances you have of, of going and, and getting that opportunity to play in the NFL. Um, so um, however you feel about your situation right now as a player, you know, put your ego to the side and go out there and play for these seniors. Oh, this is that brings me to my next point. Uh, so I watched the press conference, elder statesman, GJ Kenny, you know, talking about, Basically, the need for the coaching to be better. He said that like several times. Why isn't it better? Uh, you're the coach. You who's getting fired, me, brother? Who's who's leaving? He, who's getting fired? I think it might be Jonathan Packey, if I had to guess. And I did apologize to him about three weeks ago for saying things like that. But the defense has gotten better. Got fucking has gotten better. Out, basically, uh, defense but, looks like dog shit. Yeah, I don't know. It, there's it, so many things at play. And it's he was not injuries about, either. He was I don't talking wanna... about how like year one things are kind of weird. Things are not uh, that ain't I was it. Doing a lot of things, you know. That ain't it, Chief. You know, it's getting to that time, and um, you know, these guys have have put us in a great situation to go out there and have a really good off season. There's going to be, there's going to be some, uh, some, some probably some changes and some different things going forward. Um, you know, based off. You know, this season, and we've done some really good things, but we've done some things that, that haven't been as good. Um, and it's been a great um, learning moment for a lot of people involved. And um, but just really, really, 
you know, thankful, you know, it's good timing, good, you know, very thankful for these seniors and um, the leadership that we have. And, and um, they've accomplished something that hasn't been done here in a long time. Look, we are in the part of the season where the defense needs to be playing its best. Yeah. Right. The difference between the difference between offense and defense, right? They always say that defense is easier in the beginning. Defense is always easier in the beginning because it's an easier playbook to remember. Fewer plays, right? We should be flying around. And there's not like there's a ton of injuries. At least there's not a ton of injuries that we've talked about, yeah. right? Like it's not like Brant's coming on the broadcast telling us or Clint's coming on the broadcast telling us like, hey, you know, just FYI, guys. Uh, we we hurt four guys in practice this week. No, like that's not happening. Mm-hmm. The defense is relatively healthy, relatively clean. Why are we still making mistakes? Why are we still not making tackles? Why are teams still being able to run up the middle on us? You know what's going on, and we don't we don't have an answer. So we that's don't. when he says we need to coach better. To me, that's what he's talking about. It still amazes me that you or me under center could probably get five yards on this team up the gut, like uh, <laughs> QB option. Like I don't think they could stop me. I'll be honest. It's sad. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on to this week. Let's talk about South Alabama. ESPN has a. Uh, us taking a fat L, basically seventy-one percent Arkansas or Alabama. Football favored. power index is bullshit. Don't yeah. buy it. The six and five South Alabama Jaguars come to Texas State to take on the six and five Bobcats. Three and four in conference for the Bobcats. Four and three on the other side. Six o'clock kickoff. TJ Finley on the verge of a three thousand yard season. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this game anymore. You know, it's a must win for sure. I mean, like you. It's a must win in that if we lose this game, we will never be able to jump in the river again. If you jump in the river and then you don't get another win afterwards, we are done jumping the river. Like that tradition is DOA. Beef on the river. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's dead. You can't jump. Like if, if, let me tell you this hypothetically, Mm -hmm. you jump in the river and then you lose your next four games. You're not it's dead. The tradition's dead. You can't jump in the river anymore. In fact, I'd, I'd go out here and say this. I don't know if I'm jumping the river for graduation. No other team should jump in the river I'm, either. I'm saying I don't think baseball with a conference title, a regular season conference title, and the ghost attorney. Get away from the river, boy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't no more jump in the river. I would say Daddy, period. No. Tra- tradition's dead for athletics and just the university. No more jump in the river. If we lose four games afterwards, you gotta win. You have to win this week at home against South Alabama to just feel a little bit of something before going to the bowl game. Like we're all going to be excited. And I know that our guy ish tweeted about how like, you know, year one and all this type of stuff. And I get that. And you know, ish is a genius. I love ish. Great. Great guy. I have every right to be upset. I think every fan has every right to be upset about what the product has been these last two weeks. Dude. Yeah. And you know, I think they even talked about it in the presser too, that they were like, you know, donors are upset. Yeah. I think you never want to lose in that fashion, obviously. And, and, um, but I think anytime you face adversity, um, it, it's good. And, um, you know, you can always learn a lot from adversity and how you respond. And, and, um, you know, so obviously not, not excited or happy that we, that we lost by any means, but I think there's some, some great learning moments, uh, from that game for our players and, and, um, you know, obviously, I, I I know like everyone's disappointed. Everyone, players, coaches, administration, you know, fans, boosters. Yes, very disappointed. Um, but I think we've accomplished a lot of really good things this year. 
and um, we have to make sure now the focus is about these seniors and send them out the right way and, and those kind of deals. Fan base is upset. <laughs> My wife is upset. Here's Everybody's upset around here. Here's the thing. It, we're not upset in the same way, which is good. Mm-hmm. Before we were upset because we weren't showing any heart, any hustle on the field, right? We weren't showing any improvement. We are showed a ton of improvement early, and it's not building on. You know what I mean? It's like a plateau. It's plateauing, which you should be upset about. Now, look, end of the day, this is a successful season, point blank period. Going to a bowl game in year one is a giant step for a program that has not been to a bowl game before, for a program that hasn't won six games in 10 years. This is huge, humongous. But that being said, losing by 40 to Arkansas State is bad. <laughs> losing the Coastal on the road is terrible when they are the starting quarterback. I just don't understand how like this team can go like do the highest of highs and then the next week like drop games it should win or college football even just compare yeah and I guess the Sun Belt is the biggest like any given Saturday fucking conference there is you know but yeah it just hurts because you're like what I thought I understood it and that's the whole fucking thing about football is the entire time whether you're good at fucking fantasy like for the NFL or you're good at like pick them for college or you're good at whatever. The whole time you're in this like flux and you're like, oh man, I thought I knew this team. Oh man, I thought I knew this team. I thought I knew my team. What's going on? My dad has a great saying. He says, don't gamble on college athletics because you can't trust college kids. You can't trust college kids. Don't gamble on college athletics, period. You can't trust college kids. And I think that's the frustrating part is that you see the way that Texas State played Baylor, the way that they played Nevada, Jackson State, even against ULM where they showed heart and they came back and they fought and they won. You look at all those wins and you think to yourself, like, why does that not carry over? Why can we not carry over last week's performance to this week? And that's the difference between college athletics and the NFL, where the NFL, you can kind of, hey, this team played really well in week five. Week six, I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to play at that same level again, right? We know who, the the great Daryl Green quote, the Bears are who we thought they were. The thing is, we don't know who the Bobcats are. Inconsistency. Yeah, the the product is still unfinished, right? They haven't, they kind of hinted at it too. Like they haven't even really finished their full install, you know? Yeah, and, so and, think- and I don't think it's necessary. To, I mean, we had, it, it was a, a situation where you, you come in and there's, there's discipline and certain rules that you got to abide by. But it's one of those things where you can't do everything you want in a short period of time. You can't install everything you, you want to do and, and run a program exactly the way you want year one because you just have so many this body this body this guy you know just just a lot of different circumstances going to year one and that's why you usually see some you know inconsistencies in year one across the country and there's a there's a reason why in year three you know we're going to be a lot better than we are in year one you know you heard sark talk about it the other day um on that the pivot podcast like year three like the bodies look different you know these are the guys that i've recruited every single person in this room you know these coaches have been with me now for four years three years you know it's it's just different in year three than it is in year one and that's why you have inconsistency and they why? Were talking- how yeah. is that possible i don't, I don't buy that I-, I think it becomes like a personnel thing right like towards the end of camp they're really trying to figure out who the hell is going to take the first snap i don't know? buy we're in week 11 we're in week 11. Week 7, I'll buy it. I am making excuses for this team. I'm like a a a, a survivor, you know? I've just I've been through a lot with this team and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Things will change. I've seen them do good before. He'll he'll stop drinking, I promise. Stop. Yeah. 
this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> this ain't it. Show me, show me this. GJ Kenny, TJ Finley, Mac Wet left wish defense. Show me this. Show me that you're going to take last week's script where you came out, you scored quick, you put 10 points on the board in the first two possessions. Show me that you can take that script after getting punched in the mouth and change. The halftime adjustments the last two weeks have not been existent. They were not existent. Yeah. It's like if you played the first half, like a full grown man played the first half, and then you handed the controller off to your brother, you know, your little brother in diapers. It's horrible. Yeah. There's, there's it makes, a saying. It makes, honestly, watching those games, terrible. It's horrible. There's I, old, I don't know the viewership numbers for that, but they should be the worst in the fucking Sun Belt. There's an old football saying. You've heard it. I've heard it. I had a middle school coach who said it, right? Looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. You've heard that before. I've never Texas, heard that before, actually. Texas State, every week, comes in the first half looking like a silverback gorilla and ends the second half playing like a six-year-old girl. That's a like fun, we, uh, we that's gotta a fun fix little that. combo. We got to fix that. In week 11, you, you got to fix that. Yeah, I agree. It's it's fucking unexcusable. You're right. I mean, th- and for our coaches to talk to talk the way they do and to walk the walk the way they do, it's like for us, continue winning. For us to do for that. Us, yeah, like what the hell am I doing here if I'm covering this, this team? And that's I'm wearing the Texas State hat. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like I don't I'm not think wearing anybody, colors actually for the first time in a while. I don't think anybody can argue, and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see people being like, "Well, you're wearing our hat. Well, you're wearing our jersey. Well, you're wearing our shirt." Like, how can you say you're wearing a you're wearing a class ring right now too? I'm wearing the class ring. Yeah, we we love this school. We fucking bleed maroon and gold. And I want to get to this last part. I want to move on and talk about the the rumor mill and the the conversation about the coaching carousel because we haven't talked about it on this podcast. We purposely have moved away from it. I bleed maroon and gold. You bleed maroon and gold. The listeners of this podcast, maroon and gold. I'm hearing conversations about dudes leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing legitimate conversations about guys going to different schools. And yeah. for the first time, very heavily considering it. First time in my life, this actually upsets me. Like I had a conversation this week with a guy who covers Mississippi State. GJ Kenny allegedly, allegedly has conversations, is interested in that job. Okay. I don't blame him, right? SEC job, going to be a big payday. I get it. I don't want to hear that. I do not want to hear that from my coach who has been a head coach for two years. All of two seconds, yeah. Who has been at Texas State for one. And we're losing by 70 points. I don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And I think think we have a right to be upset about that. Yeah. Don't don't you agree? Dude, if that happened, like this season doesn't fucking matter in my mind. It's like you you did really well, and then your coach left. Everybody just kind of fucking shit fell off. Cinderella. Maybe perhaps DePrado stays around or Mac Leftwich. We can get him and we can have some semblance of the same culture we did last year, but it would never be the fucking same as what happened this year. Don't use that shitty hashtag. Don't use anything from this year. I don't want to see it again. Nah, here's the thing. It, it really is. And this is a cliche, right? The, the carriage turns into a pumpkin at midnight and we told people all year, enjoy it while you have it. And we're going to enjoy it while we have it. Yeah. We're going to enjoy this season. Uh, we bitched about it for the last 30 minutes on this podcast about the way they reformed. End of the day, like I said, it's a successful season. I'm happy with six and six. I'm happy with six and six and a bowl win or a bowl loss, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Getting into a bowl game is fucking huge. It would be the carriage turns into a pumpkin at midnight if GJ Kenny left. 
after one year. That ass. It man. would go. You'd go right back to cleaning for the ugly stepmother. The only difference is is that Don has a pretty face, and that Kelly Danfis cares about this. So mm-hmm. I know that the next guy up would have an inside track to success. There's I know just, the next guy they hired, we, we, we could trust. But besides just, that, yeah, the character is back into a pumpkin. There's just only so much you can do with the amount of care versus like uh, actually like character, I guess, you know, like you need that level of like, okay, well, like we need to build the culture and it takes time and it takes, you know, like it was kind of like what I was telling you originally, like the reason GJ Kinney is not on like a 1.2 or $1.5 million contract, which is probably fair market average for like a good enough team to go to a bowl game on a consistent level. Yeah. 500 level coach. Like the reason he's not that is because you earn that, you know, like he has to prove himself as a coach, which is why that Mississippi state thing feels like a reach. feels like they should probably get somebody who's like very established, Look at the guy before the guy who they have right now, Mike Leach, you know, like well, he's dead. No, I'm saying the guy who they had before yeah. the guy they have right now. Yeah. So I don't know. It feels like know, Summer and also that offense has just struggled. So, you know, they're going to all in the conversation too. There's conversations about trailer potentially. Like I, I still would be more concerned about GJ going to Baylor or UTSA versus Texas state. Um, but I do want to say to UTEP. How about that? Nah, this really upset me about uh about seeing that potentially. Because the question was like, do Texas State fans care? I was like, I don't think we really care about like GJ going somewhere right now. We're focused more on the season. We're focused more. But I did want to bring this up on the podcast and get us on the record here that getting that information, hearing that from people, actually having to be have to have those conversations yeah. when we're six and five, trying to get to seven and five, trying to go to a bowl game and win it. I don't want to have those. As the Texas State sports press, that's not the conversation I'm going to have. It's like my, hey, oh, is your football coach going to leave? Buzz yeah. off, you know? And, like, as a head coach, right, like, you're more of, like, a manager of people. And that's really GJ's biggest skill set, right? Like, of course, he's, like, an offensive mind. Of course, he's, like, like a quarterback guru. Like, he would fucking took you snaps behind. You could have fooled behind. me the last two weeks. That's true. Uh, but, like, that's just the skill set he brings to any conversation, right? So, like, I feel like he could have those conversations potentially, but he's not going to get flown out to Starkville or anything to talk about this shit. Well, you know, the, these conversations never happen in Starkville or San Marcos. They happen, happen in airports. House on I- they yeah. Ha- yeah, they happen in airports. They happen on Wobble Houses off uh, I-10. That's that's where these conversations happen. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just think I just think it's too much of a reach in year one, either way, and especially the how the tail end of this year has gone. But maybe you it's because there's so much noise around this you program. You hope that it's a reach in year one because I'll tell you, you can outbid. We talked about this. You can outbid UTSA. You might be able to outbid Baylor depending on what they want to spend. You can't outbid bid the SEC. You're, done. You're not going to be able to outbid Mississippi State. If they want to co- if they want to coach, they're getting that coach, period, point blank. Yeah. So I don't think that makes sense for them. I said that's a bad hire. I'll call their AD and tell them that's a bad idea. But what can I do? I'm just a little podcaster. True. Yeah. You want to talk What's about your prediction for this week? Um, let's do 28-35. Texas State comes out on top. Please, for the love of God, take your AP style book out and read. It's 35-28. You put the the bigger score first. But I agree with you. I didn't really know where I was going to go with that score, so that's why I kind of said it like that. But, yeah, I think Texas State comes out on top at the very end, and it's going to be a fun That, by the way, not going to be able to score 50 points per game in the Sun Belt. 
You will definitely not. Yeah. Especially they'll score 35 going. points per game in the Sun Belt with uh, the performance we had last week. Which is respectable, I guess, right? What's our what's our points against? What's that number averaging out at? I, I think it's averaging out around like 28, 30. Definitely help Arkansas State happen. That, yeah, that 77 probably boosted a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be like 32 or something, I feel. Are we getting outscored? What's the point differential this year? I don't know. Let's let me look at these guys' schedule real quick. So this is a good time to insert an ad. Do, 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 do. Okay. Jacob, Home Field Apparel has the most unique, in my, the most unique college athletic apparel across the board. And they just got bomber jackets, which are super cool. So if you're a fan of pretty much any SEC, Big 12, Big 10, Pac 12, Old Southwest Conference school, you are set. Now, they are lacking Texas State, but I promise you after our bowl win, there's no reason for them not to give us new Boca merch. But until then, if you have a loved one or anybody else in your family, maybe you're doing a little early Christmas shopping, Home Field Apparel is your place. Use code SQUARE at checkout. Texas State is averaging the league most 34 and a half points per game. And scored on 32. Yeah. So we're outscoring teams by two. Well, they're getting their teams are scoring 32.9. Yeah. So 33 points through through 11 games. So that actually, that score actually lines up with what could happen in this game. And I just said that shit. Isn't that, isn't that cool how that works out sometimes? Yeah. No, that checks out. You want to let's talk about basketball. Let's let's shift the narratives, you know. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about some teams with some actual hope. And by that, I guess we shouldn't talk about the men's team because they're on a two-game fucking losing streak. They lost to McNeese uh yesterday. We're recording this on a Wednesday, so that was Tuesday at noon. They played another noon game this today uh against Louisiana Tech. They lost that one as well. Uh or not Louisiana Tech, Southern Utah. So Tough. That was a that McNeese score came across and you were like, "What the hell is happening?" Right? Was yeah. that the score that you were shocked by? You know, yeah, McNeese... especially because they held my boy Christian Turner in the last game. He was the savior against UTSA. Always loved winning against the Birds, seventy-two to sixty-two in that one, and that was at Bobcat or at the uh, Strand Arena. And uh, yeah, my boy Christian Turner went off, and I was like, "I told you guys, he's the fucking truth." That's why I dedicated so much space to him in DCTF's uh, magazine. Buy it now on in uh, online. <laughs> Or on, yeah, on stands newsstands. Too. On newsstands right now. Go to a Barnes and Noble. Uh, yeah, I know. I think that. Um, I don't know. I think that it's still too early to really give like a judgment on this Texas State basketball program. Um, McNeese State has been okay though. I think. I don't think that that was like a. You're yeah. shocked by that outcome, and I was like, I don't. I don't know if it's that shocking of an outcome. My cousin they, uh, Evan Maldonado plays for McNeese. He's a baseball player over there now. So shout out my boy Evan. There you go. Thanks. That's a nice little. No, they play uh, UT Arlington on Saturday, who used to be in the Sun Belt, at least for basketball. And then they play Texas on next Thursday. And that's November 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Next Thursday. Sorry. My dates are all weird. But yeah, they're going to get their cheeks clapped at the Moody Center. That's the mood. Bless the mood. One, two, three. Are you ready to bless the mood? Are you ready to bless the mood? Are you ready to bless the mood? Come on, CDC. Are you ready to bless the mood? 
If you're a Texas State fan, go and enjoy the Moody Center and enjoy one of the best uh, venues to watch a college basketball game in the state of Texas. Have you been over uh, there? I have been over there. Yeah, I've been. I went to the Moody Center a couple years ago. I like um, when I liked when UT played at Frank Irwin. Frank Irwin's a fucking sick ass venue. That's where I saw Kanye perform too. Um, but you know, the Moody Center I think is like significantly less seating too, right? What is the difference? I don't it's remember like, the difference, I but like, I like I. I do, I do like how you should have been like, I saw Kanye play there, not to get political, but not to get not exactly not to get political. You know, we Kanye, like, how, how is the women's team doing? Uh, I haven't kept up enough with the women's team. I've been wow, so focused on football. Yeah. You fucking hate um, women's sports, huh? I know. No, TC women's basketball has been on a fucking tear, though. So yeah. that's really what I've been more focused on. They're like 4 0. Gee, thanks. They actually uh went one and one. They lost to to Sam Houston. That sucks. It was a that was a four point game at Strand, and also at Strand they played UTRGV on uh, Friday and they won. So they take on one of my favorite teams ever, the Corpus Christi TAMUCC Islanders in Corpus Hooks. on Sunday. No, the Islanders. Oh. Shock us up, brother. Yeah. Do you wish you were back in Corpus? I love Corpus. It's a really nice town. It feels like if everywhere. See, this is revisionist though. history. This is revisionist yeah, history. I, I was kind of shitting on Corpus the whole time I was there, but I, I did like the people I was with and I liked the town itself. I just didn't like that. All my friends and like people I was trying to see were in Austin and San Antonio. Let's take you behind the curtain. Two years ago, we were talking about doing a podcast and uh, Jacob was bitching about Corpus and I was like, yeah, you know. I could not imagine how awful Corpus Christi must be a coastal city in the state of Texas. Oh man, that must be awful. And, um, would you like to re- retract that? Now? I actually, I actually As had I've more lived in a, North Dakota for three fucking years. I actually had more of a winter in Corpus last year than I have at all in San Antonio ever. Like it has not been shit compared to, you know, Corpus is like nice. It's like Seattle almost in the, in December. It's like raining all the time. It's really nice and pretty. They have these things called sunny delights. That's a phrase coined by my friend and meteorologist, uh, Alan Holt. But it's like when the day is literally just perfect and it feels really good outside and it's sunny. It's really fucking cool. The Sun only other down. thing about Corpus is you get hit with that Saharan dust and all your allergies kind of get out of whack. Sun goes down at about five ish o'clock. It's thirty four degrees today, and uh, the wind was at forty miles per hour. Tough. So yeah. We might win. I don't like living in a coastal city. I hope you drown. Another big news item for Texas State. Uh, obviously, Texas State and the Texas State University system announced that the basically group that assigns where the presidential debates are going to so be around huge. They're, they're happening in freaking San Marcos in. LBJ probably, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I I want to do positives, then I want to do negatives. Okay, go ahead. Can we do that? Yeah, positives, huge for the university, absolutely ginormous. The first presidential debate, by the way, the very first one. They think there's four, so this will be the first one that's happening in September. Going to be huge. This is like the biggest deal that Texas State has had in like huge times. Like this is this is for in our lifetime. This is bigger than Beto coming. This is bigger than literally anything else. Any other circus who's come to town. Ginormous. It's going to put Texas State on the map. I'm so happy that we got the bid because I imagine we had a bid for it to like have this. Yeah, um, it's like a proposal process, basically. Like all these universities and all these yeah. entities like 
well, you know, like different presidential libraries and stuff, obviously will submit applications and stuff. And Texas State was like, hey, we're putting it all out there. We want to, this to happen. So it'll be the first Texas school to have a, pre to have graduated a, a president that served, you know, person mm -hmm. who was an alumnus who graduated and became a president. And then it'll be the first university in Texas to also host a debate. Also, no way that we don't. Yeah. The first university in Texas to host a debate. Are you sure that yes. UT didn't do it? Nope. A&M didn't do it? Nope. Really? Yes. That shocks me. I thought UT yeah. did it. Nope. The first right here. That is, again. Because usually it's uh, like Quinnipiac University in, like, I don't know where that is, but they do all the polls and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like you know, Ithaca College or like, you know, it's like yep. all those like Ivy League schools that kind of get first well, grab at shit. Yeah. Ithaca's but not like, a People Ivy. were saying online that this is an indication that Texas could be a swing state. I'm really into politics. If I'm not talking about football, I'm talking about like, I love it. Like yeah, uh, yeah, election yeah. season. It's my fucking I, shit. I, I like this too. I think that Texas has for a long time been in that, like the mixing bowl of like, could be a swing state. It's not in Ohio, Michigan or Florida, but for sure it's getting into the Arizona ish territory. So that's interesting. I'm that is shocking to me. I thought for sure that, okay, so we're the first to host giant deal. Great. Yeah. I'm happy. This is like, I saw this. I was so proud of my university. I was so happy as an alumni. So we get to the next. So yeah, it was really cool. It'll be really big. It's going to turn into, I mean, you talk about like one of the fastest growing areas. It's like I-35 corridor in all of the country. It's one of the fastest growing. Like New Braunfels is New like. New Braunfels has an 8%. It, it was 8% year over year, which is astronomical. I think that was the highest in the, in the yeah. country. And you know what? You can tell during the fucking floating season. There is so many fucking people there now. Texas State has a history of white supremacists that want to come on that campus. Texas State has a history of proud boys who have like made their appearance on the campus. In our time, post-2016, they have a problem with having some of those like alt-right groups come on campus. This, to me, could be very bad if Texas State does not do the proper precautions. So yeah. I'm very happy. I saw that immediately. I was like, there has to be an uptick in security on that campus. Yeah. Because well, and right then obviously, now, like when you do something like this, like you immediately become like a federal partner, basically. Like you have yeah. to coordinate with the Secret Service and all these other entities. So, like, expect there to be a lot of federalists in San Marcos. Yeah. For the guys who are selling weed out of their uh, apartments, I mean, maybe we yeah. cut back. Button on up that. over there in San Marcos. Button up over there. Yeah. It's going to be. I think there's going to be a little bit of a crackdown on the uh, illicit In October, substance. you can let all loosey-goosey, but, ooh, man. When do, when do we play our first home game next year? Actually, this is a really this will be really cool to see. If it <laughs> could coincide, Tuesday Tuesday yeah, debate, yeah. Saturday game. 24. Okay. I think this is happening on the 16th of September. Oh, wow. Look at this. We're hosting Arizona State September 14th. The fucking, like, the next day, I think it's the 16th. Yeah. TXST debate. Wow, so we're gonna have we're gonna have a we're gonna have a Big Twelve school come in, and then we're gonna have the debate the next day. Yeah, Kelly Danfis, yeah, sixteenth September, twenty twenty four. Kelly Danfis, you slick, slick dog. You, you Good slide job. dog. You. Let me tell you, those parking passes, brother, those are gonna be expensive. So if you are you, so now do you just get a hotel? Do you spend both days there? I think I might have to. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh man, that, I, that might be the move. Ass, I'm gonna have to that book it like six months in advance. 
Yeah, I was going to say, get those, book those rooms now, folks. Book I'm so happy now. for my university, man. Even though that we absolutely got a dog walked by Arkansas State, it was yeah. a good week. Well, maybe this is the tide that kind of cures everything, right? Because this news came out on Monday, and we've kind of been riding this cool wave. GJ Kenny says, hey, we're going to button up. We're going to be better. I promise. Give me another chance. I don't buy that. I don't buy <laughs> and at that. At least we're going to a bowl game. So it's kind of hard to be mad at a successful season, like you were saying. Yeah, exactly. JMU is not going to a bowl game. So that's like fun. Mm. That that annoying shit finally ended on Saturday, too. That yeah. was like one of those things where like, oh, yeah, I'm pumped. But also, you know, well, they won't. They will. They won't. They shut up. No, man. yeah. Now it's done. It's yeah. dead. My so let me ask you this. Texas tickets game day in 2027. OK, mm-hmm. we're in a JMU situation. Who is our guest picker? Ooh, I think we'd have to go with George Strait. You think Somebody... we invite George? Oh, Randy that Rogers. Be... That's an easy dub. Yeah, either of those guys. I was going to assume Rand... somebody on like Broadway, you know, because we have a lot of Broadway stars at Texas State. Who on Broadway is big enough that College Game Day would want him? Yeah, that's true. It's not. I like, think it'd be Randy. It's Rogers. Not in the cultural zeitgeist, you know. I think I think it's Randy Rogers. I, I think that's know. the. I think that's the answer. Um, which is shout out Randy Rogers, Texas State football is getting good, brother. Let me, let me better, tell you, if you ever if if you ever homesick, right? Texas State, I feel like this is kind of like my home away from home. Especially, you know, I lived there for such a long time. I still fucking go there all the time, obviously. Um, but when I'm ever homesick, I just put on Randy Rogers, anything by that guy, and then drive to San Marcos. And as soon as you hit the city, you will tear up. You will cry tears of joy as you drive into San. Marcos. Is that your is that your San Marcos song? Yeah, anything like tweet anything. us your Sam Marcus song the scoring account. I'd be curious to see what those answers are. Yeah. Um, not Brock Hampton. Uh, you know Brock Hampton was good, but they took off all their shit and like All American Trash was my favorite Brock Hampton. But project. they have a song called Sam Marcus. That's my yeah, that's my but favorite. it sucked. Let's be honest. Let's let's call a spade a spade. You know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. All right. Good, good luck, Bobcats. You can do it. I think Broccoli by Drum would be mine. <laughs> we ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat em up.